0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, o Lord. Some of those present told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, that they were worse sinners than all the other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Salom fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then Jesus told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, "'See here, for three years I have been coming "'looking for fruit on this fig tree, "'and still I find none. "'Cut it down. "'Why should it be wasting the soil?' "'And the gardener replied, "'Sir, let it alone for one more year "'until I dig around it and put manure on it. "'If it bears fruit next year, well and good, "'but if not, you can cut it down.'" The Gospel of the Lord. To you, Lord Jesus okay, a man has an appointment with a doctor to go over his test results. And the doctor says, Well, I got some good news and I got some bad news. What do you want to hear first? Well, okay, tell me the good news. And the doctor says, You got two days to live. Oh my gosh, that's the good news, says the man. So, what's the bad news? I forgot I was supposed to tell you yesterday. (laughs) Okay, so we just don't know how long we got, do we, right? So this scene here in the gospel shows the disciples and Jesus talking about the latest news. A tower fell, killing 18 people, and also fellow Galileans were killed by Pilate. The talk seems to center on why they died, were they bad people? Why do bad things happen to good people? And Jesus interrupts their discussion on finding a code as to why people die. And he says that these Galileans were not worse than the other Galileans. And then twice he repeats, unless you repent, you will all perish as, the, as they did. Now that's harsh words. And we've all inherited in some way a misconstrued idea of the word repent. We hear repent and right away we think of that street preacher on a soapbox yelling out of a megaphone, repent, repent. This certainly scares people and all you want to do is get away from the guy. But this here isn't a lone preacher on a soapbox saying, repent, repent, this is Jesus Christ, God Almighty. So we need to try to understand what that means for us individually. First, let's replace the word repent with recalculating. You've heard that woman's voice from the GPS in your car telling you politely to turn around. Yes, it's humiliating getting lost and having your dashboard tell you to turn around, but I guess that's not as bad as having your wife remind you that now we're completely lost. It's, it's very important to understand that repentance also is not an emotion, it's a decision. It doesn't come from your emotions, but from your will. It means to turn your will around. Now, you know there are two main languages in the Bible. you got uh, the Greek for the New Testament and Hebrew for the Old. And each of those languages has a specific word for repent. But it's only when you put the two languages together that you get the full meaning of repentance. The Greek translation means to change your mind, to change the way you think. Now, the Hebrew meaning for repent is literally to turn around you've been facing one way the wrong way with your back to God you need to turn 180 degrees facing toward God and say God here I am so you put the two meanings Greek and Hebrew together and you have a complete picture of repentance change your mind and turn around so repentance is just remorse unless a decision is made My dad used to say that the road of life is paved with flat squirrels who couldn't make a decision. (laughs) Lent is a time to recalculate and to say to ourselves, maybe now I need to rethink things. The best example of this is that one line from the parable, parable of the prodigal son. There he was in rags, feeding the pigs, hungry and wishing he could feed his stomach with the husks that the pigs were eating. But now this next line stands out says, and when he came to himself. And that's ground zero for repentance. You have to come to yourself. This is the moment of truth. You have to see yourself as you really are, as God sees you. And the parable continues. And when he came to himself, he said, I will arise and go to my father, and I'll say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and earth, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Well, we know that the Father was waiting for him from a long way off and received him with open arms, put a ring on his finger, and threw a party. This is the reward of repenting, and it's worth it. You see, he made a decision, and he carried that decision out. That's what Jesus meant when he said, repent. It means going back to the Father whom you have offended, to the God who loves you. Now, what areas need recalculating in our lives? Maybe it's our relationship with our wife or our husband. Am I just going through the motions? Have I forgotten to show him or her how much they mean to me? What about my kids? If there were two gauges, one measuring my relationship with them and the other gauge measuring how they keep the rules, am I overemphasizing the rules and not the relationship between us? How about my trust in God? Is material wealth my main go-to, and is God just a backup system in case of emergencies? Do I call on Him only in need? How much effort do I put into getting to know Him better? The other thing is repentance is really not a one-time deal, as we've seen by televangelists on TV. It occurred to me that repenting, turning, is a bit like turning a Great Lake freighter. It takes a long time to make the turn. If you've ever witnessed that on the Detroit River, it takes a long time. True story, uh, I have these friends who live on Riverside Drive and their bedroom faces the water. In the middle of the night, one of these huge tankers decided to turn around and unknown to them, they wake up terrified to this loud blast of a foghorn and this massive bright headlight beaming right at them as they're jumping out of their bed for their lives. Yes, they repented. (laughs) Uh, Most of us do repent, but we get discouraged forgetting that this is an ongoing process. To turn from trusting in material things to trusting in God. It's a lifetime of work. So we need never to be too sure of ourselves. We need to just keep that process of turning and recalculating an ongoing thing. And also, we need to be patient with others who are in the process of turning their lives around. In our first reading, God reveals himself to Moses. I am who I am. In turn, we need to reveal ourselves back to God. I'm poor, I failed, I need you. We get bare before a family doctor. As humiliating as that is, it's for our own good. We need to get bare before God, also. And so we thank God we have the confessional for that. God says in Isaiah, wash yourselves clean. Come to me now and set things right. Though your sins be like scarlet, they may become white as snow. There is nothing that we can reveal to a priest in the confessional that God has not already forgiven. And remember that most of the Bible was written by three persons who committed murder. Moses, King David, and St. Paul. So our reading here today finishes with the, the fig tree. Now this story is a cliffhanger because we do not know how the tree did after its stay of execution for a year later. In the back of our minds, we, we may believe it's never too late to repent. Well, not according to Jesus' parable. There is some urgency in his message here. This opportunity of repenting is sort of a limited time offer, because obviously there's no chance of repenting after you die. So God is not like that irresponsible doctor with the good news and the bad news. No, he comes to us today in this scripture, in our conscience, and he lovingly warns us way ahead of time, rethink, recalculate, turn around. And he invites us again and again saying, come, let us make things right. Repent.